And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. This one is live, coming to you from YouTube. Um, hopefully this works. <laughs> um, hopefully uh, everybody can hear us okay. If you can't, obviously send us a reply and tell us we are doing things horribly, horribly wrong. But I am uh, Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, and Matt, of course, you can find at GrizzTalkOU, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter and send your questions for this live episode on Twitter at HorizonRT. And Matt, hey, um, new, new year, old... Uh, new year, new things going on, actually. New things? Um, All right. New things, yes, exactly. So, um, well, first and foremost, apparently, uh, well, one thing that is new, that is, well, same as it ever was, is Wright State sweeping the weekend. But we knew that was going to happen. I mean, you say new things, but it sounds to me, I mean, Wright State's doing what they're supposed to do. In my world, Oakland beat Mercy again. You know, it's all, it's, everything's the same. Ah, but there is one little secret twist here. First weekend... We got. We actually have a. a, a we actually have a team that also swept, and it was Youngstown State. Actually, the Penguins coming through. I yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting because you had. Oh, let's see here. The link, of course, isn't working. That sucks. <laughs> I wonder what link they're working. I, Phoenix Rising just sent us an email letting us know the link isn't working, which is fabulous because this is stupid. Uh. Unless, of course, I, yeah, the link isn't working. Well, great. I guess we're. I guess everybody's screwed. That's fun. Um, well, crud. Uh, more info. Let's see here. Let's try this again, shall we? I'm gonna send out the link to everybody again. So this is gonna be a. Let's try this again. But um, yeah. So obviously, uh, I'm very sad right now. Oh, we wanted to go live. We did want to go live. This is true. Uh, yeah, well, well, there, there's a little explanation for this, because last year when Jimmy and I had done this, it was, we had actually, when we actually had, um, did you used it via YouTube Live, via Hangouts by, oh, on air, YouTube in their infinite wisdom got rid of all that stuff. So we had to, I had to do a little work around, we do this next year. We're doing it completely different. <laughs> Seriously. Um, anyway, let's try this. Yeah. I am sending out another link, everybody, but of course it probably doesn't work either. So, um, Please use the key for you. Uh, okay, this is not helping. Are you seriously making me do this? Yes, you are. Um, yeah, this is kind of my fault, folks, because I really am not very good at this stuff, which is very bad. Um, oh, man, come on. Yeah, usually I'm able to do that, but this is not helping right now. Um... Anyway, so yes, yeah, so what was I doing? Um, 
Okay. Yeah. So, so let's just get into kind of the questions. Um, let's start. Yeah. Obviously, let's start off with with Youngstown State only because of the fact that uh, because we'll definitely get into the Northern Kentucky uh, Northern Kentucky losing. Ah, it does work. I just sent out the new. Uh, yeah. Let me go ahead and send that second one out. So apparently, I just need to send a new link. We'll do it live. All right. Here's the new link, everyone. Because Phoenix Rising got in. Yay! What's up, y'all? Somebody got in! Apparently they're... Yeah, so yes, apparently we're doing that. Yay! Okay, so theoretically it does work. Unless I'm completely a complete idiot, which is... Anyway. Um, <laughs> so so let's, let's actually talk about... So actually, let's talk about... Yeah, so let, let's go ahead and talk about... The, the Youngstown State win, the Youngstown State sweep, really. Um, I, I guess, you know, I, I guess the question is from uh, Nick, um, who is the, who, of course, I, I know at Seatown Forever, um, recently converted uh, Youngstown State fan, big fan of Jared Calhoun. Um, he had two questions. First of all, the one question was, why is it that, how did I, uh, Nas Bohannon or Quizzen, Darius Quisenberry not win H uh, Rise League Player of the Week? Um, Loud and Love did win this week, to which I, you know, that, that's actually a good question. Um, I'm not really sure. I don't work at the league offices, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, somebody's question, I forgot, I'm not paying attention right now. Uh, somebody asked, do, do we think that the Horizon League protects Loud and Love? And, uh, he didn't see that one. Maybe they just sent it to you. Oh, wait, yes. Uh, actually, Phoenix Rising said it. Is that who it was? So I was going to say, I, I, I forgot to note who it was. But uh, um, I don't think they protect him, but they definitely promote him probably beyond what they should. Um, I think the Horizon League um, wants to have certain players, you know, lead the league and be out front. And Loudon loves one of those people. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree. So I think, you know, in one of these moments where they could give that award to – you know, Quisenberry or Love, they're going to give it to Love yeah. so that they can then later try to make him yeah, at least a Horizon League first team or if not player of the year for them because that's who they want representing them. I don't agree with any of that, but I, I do believe that's what the Horizon League is up to. I think most of the people that vote on these, well, not most, I think some of the people that, that do get votes at the end of the year for those awards mm -hmm. only look at the number of player of the weeks they won and such, and they want to use yeah. that trick. So I think sure. the Horizon League really pushes the players that they need in positions so that they can fill out their, their end of the year awards. That's sure. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, loud and love did at, at the same time, loud and love did, did miss a significant amount of time because of the injury. So, I mean, and while that was going on, you saw, you started seeing other players emerge like a Dantes Walton at Northern Kentucky, who unfortunately also got hurt. Like, say, like a Darius Quisenberry at Youngstown State. You know, these people, these players, you know, they're they're emerging. And so, and I guess my my only question would be is that you have a and you had so many other players that were that have been Horizon League players of the week even when Loud and Love wasn't hurt. So I'm not sure it's, it's a good question and I don't know. And, and I guess we'll find out soon enough. 
as when he gets to when we get to teams that have prominent big men, uh, a little more prominent big men. Like I want to again, I want to see the UIC Wright State game because Jordan Blount's back, and so um, I don't know if that's something that's gonna. Ha- I mean, we'll we'll see when he comes up against some of these these bigger guys, like like for example the not just obviously not just UIC but Oakland Oakland's got their guys and I think also too he might you know with Cleveland State too because Al Al Eichelberger has come on and him and now Jalen Hill is back 100% and I'm so I'm very interested in seeing that dynamic now uh, against Loudon Love himself maybe not necessarily against the entire team but I I do see some opportunities across the the horizon league for, for a test of that theory of does the league protect loud and love? Cause I'm not a hundred percent on that yet. Makes sense. And, and, and as for, yeah. And again, as for, you know, and as for the Nas Bohannon, Darius Quisenberry player of the week thing, the, yeah, that that's kind of a mystery. Cause those guys really stepped up this week, uh, this week, this past weekend. Um, I mean, it, maybe it maybe it is kind of the name recognition. Even though, let's face it, both Bohannon and Quisenberry should be they should be known quantities within the conference by now. Both of them. You got Darius Quisenberry, who are who is a top player in this league, and you have Nas Bohannon, who is a who is definitely a Nas Bohannon, who is definitely a guy um, defensive wise. You know, he's one of the best. Um, he's one of the best rebounders in the conference. I think I, I really do think, and I'm not just saying this because Nas Bohannon is from my hometown of Lorain, Ohio, but I think he's he's Homer. Really, I'm super Homer. I know. <laughs> For now, yeah. And just like and just like everybody else, but and just yeah. But anyway, but yeah, but I see him. He's. He, I think he's really. I personally think Bohannon is underrated. In, in terms of the Horizon League, and I think that's I think that's the really important thing. And I think it's and I really do think too that you know when you looked at when you look at their stat, both of their stats specifically, um, you know specifically against a UIC team that has a Jordan Blunt, Nas Bohannon had twelve rebounds against Jordan Blunt, five of them on the offensive glass. So yeah, it's it, Darius Quisenberry went off for twenty and against UIC. So it stands to reason that there could be an argument made for both of those guys. And to Nick's second question, I did see that as well. Um, the ceiling, as far as the ceiling is concerned, for as far as the ceiling is concerned for young YSU, that's a good question. Um, I. I I don't know. I think the big, and honestly, and I'm going to say this, and I know Nick's going to get pissed at me, but the big test is going to be this weekend when they play Cleveland State. I really think so. I disagree. Uh, I know. I know you're big on Cleveland State. I, no, I, and I'm just saying I don't, and I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree that uh, that on paper Youngstown State is the superior team. I mean, they have the they have the manpower, they have the bodies, they have the talent, they have the they have the 
oh my god, they have the everything. I mean, yeah, they, the coaching they, is the main thing. That's what yeah. always held Youngstown back, and and they've got a really good coach right now. They do. I'm still. I mean, you know, I I know there's a lot of uh, I, you know, I would if I would really rather I would have really rather if given the choice, I would have rather had Jared Calhoun over Dennis Felton. At least we wouldn't be making, you know, B-movie villain references now, you know, and lost two years to, you know, stupidity. Three years, actually. Um, But something, but it's, but weird, but weirdly enough, over the last two years, and you can make the argument that both the, both of Calhoun's squads in the last two seasons were better than Cleveland State's, um, without a doubt. Youngstown State is one and four, uh, and I don't know. Maybe it, it, it's weird because I've been waiting for this for I've been waiting this for so so long. This whole idea, and and this actually segues into a question we got last week from uh, from Sean O'Neill from uh, Detroit Mercy fan. Um, we'll get into uh, yeah, who asked talked about uh, these rivalries. Because we've already seen one of them play out in Oakland and Detroit Mercy. We're going to have we we have the Cleveland State Youngstown State that you know they have the the benefit of the proximity, but as far as a rivalry is concerned, who's not you know fomenting hatred? Maybe it's because Cleveland State has by and large not had a fan base, you know, or or they've been so beaten down that they're just like oh well whatever, but. I, I like how the dynamic is now setting up for that game and subsequent games in the future. Um, only because of the fact that not just not because not just because of the emergence of Jared Calhoun in year three of that program, but also, and I'm totally blown away by this, kind of the surprise, uh, you kind of the surprise emergence of Cleveland State under Dennis Gates this year. Because let's face it, if you if you were sitting here and thinking that Cleveland State was going to get when five was going to get five wins all year, what would you have said in the beginning in the preseason? If I had told you that Cleveland State would get at least five wins before uh, before twenty twenty, before in twenty nineteen, before you know we the the calendar rolled over into the new year, what would you have said, Matt? I'd have said no. I'd said there's no. No way. I think that maybe in the future you guys are off to some good things, but there's just no way right now that program is in complete disarray, and I hate Scott Garrett. Exactly. And oh, by the way, speaking of which, um, I know you keep saying that the the whole thing about the this you know the whole Cleveland State thing with uh, you know transfer waivers. Guess who else got a transfer waiver? Devaji Walker. He's he's actually played. Yes, Devaji Walker got his transfer waiver approved. That's on the NCAA for them taking so damn long. But he got his transfer waiver approved. So that's – and Steph Kenich, by the way, he didn't even have to – neither Steph Kenich nor Debaji Walker had to appeal. They got their – they both got their waivers approved without any – having to go through the appeal process. So I don't know what to tell you. It well, sounds like my mind because, I mean, from what I know of the, the Rashad Williams situation, there's no, there should have been a question. So it blows well, my mind but but actually there is a and you mentioned the Rashad Williams there is actually an extra wrinkle with the Steph Kenich situation because um it, one one of the local uh one of the local newspapers in Tennessee had talked about um Kenich and Euros Plasic who 
was originally scheduled to sign up for Cleveland State, and then one of uh, Strazen Zlovarich, who is uh, who was one of Dennis Felton's first assistants, bailed on him, went to Arizona State, and then magically Euros Plasic shows up at your Arizona State, and then Zlovarich leaves Arizona State, and Euros Plasic decides, oh, I'm going to get out of here, so he decides to transfer to Tennessee. It's just it's so conv- it was such a convoluted situation because it also involves Steph Kenich. Steph Kenich actually transferred to Tennessee Chattanooga, which, if I understand it correctly, is Drazen Zlovarich's alma mater. So it was it it seemed kind of weird, but at the same time, you know, Kenich's uh, Kenich was absolutely positively. I mean. They, yeah, Steph Kenich was approved, so I don't know what to tell you on that one. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. All I so, know is could we use a shooter and a point guard? Yeah. Yes. Um. So that's the big – well, the other thing – so, yeah. It, it, so, yes, you would have been crazy, and you'd have been late. I mean, you'd have absolutely – you know, I, I know what your opinion of it was. You were You were hoping for many, many losses. And, well, I mean, technically you did get many, many losses. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I was thinking, oh, my God, we're going to lose by everything by 25-plus points because that's what was happening, um, especially after that Florida International game. Uh, I'm still having nightmares of that, although the Ball State IUPUI game is making me feel a little better. But, yeah, I mean, the way that Cleveland uh, – and, and this is why I – and this is why I keep saying that, you know, that defense that Dennis Gates has put in, which uh, he's a – He's a disciple of Leonard Hamilton, so this is where this is all coming from. These absolutely, you know, they're going to, to defend their way into wins that you didn't expect. And all they almost, they came very close to doing that against UIC. Because UIC only beat them by five points. I think they had to pull that win out of their ass, you know, because they were tied with about three minutes left, I think. Um, so they had to pull that. I don't think, I don't think they, you know, if, if that can, if that trend continues, I don't think UIC gets out of Cleveland with a win. I really don't. I, do, I, I, do I think Cleveland state has done enough? Uh, do I think Cleveland state has enough to get out of the cellar with the rest of the teams in the cellar? Probably not this year, but they do have the pieces in place. They really do have the pieces in place. I mean, there are two guys in there who I—I I mean, I—I I mentioned it last uh, last episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it last episode. Trago Million, the junior college transfer. I still think. I mean, he's—he, you know, he's the guy is fearless. I really do. He—he he should be an all-defensive guy, and I think they found their ball handler. Um, another JUCO guy, Craig Bodwan. I mean, he, he had like nine assists against UIC. He had six assists against IUPUI. Um, it, it, he seems to be the guy who's creating right now. So it's it's an interesting dynamic. I And again, so this kind of goes back to the interesting thing. Um, where, uh, and again, this is... It, and and I want to say that now you have De- now that you have Dennis Gates, who has really kind of <laughs> blown me away with the the level of improvement that that Cleveland State has had just now, just in the last three months. I and that's game and that game's at the Wolstein Center, the Cleveland State Youngstown State game. 
I am very interested in seeing how that one plays out. I think, I mean, I do think, you know, I will see though that I would say that, you know, Youngstown state does have the players. I think on paper they do, uh, they should get the win, but man, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe we are finally getting to the point where I would I like, I've been hoping for this for years that there's that the Youngstown state Cleveland state rivalry will finally rear its head and we can finally have this thing where we have a we have teams that are gonna teams and fans that are gonna butt heads and it's not for the battle for the seller. That would just be an amazing, amazing thing. So here's hoping. Here here is absolutely here is absolutely hoping. So I wanted so going beyond that, um and actually I want to bring this up because Phoenix Rising asked another question. Um I, I got a one from Kevin Pitlowski. I'm gonna get to you, Kevin. Um, I've got two or three but, that are Detroit Mercy based as well. So, oh, nice, yeah. Um, so, hopefully, none of them are stalking. Let's let's not go down that path right now. Let us not go that down that path at all. Um, I, I'm not really. I'm not really. Yeah, that's that. That there's no place for that. Anyway, um, the question that I got from Phoenix Rising is. And this actually is directly related to this past weekend, I think. Do you think the the tough non-conference schedule for Green Bay will help them this conference year? I think it's already paying dividends. <laughs> they got the win against they they got the win against uh, they got the win against Northern Kentucky. Um, and I've and for and since the preseason, I've actually put Green Bay in kind of that second tier. Um. Between, you know, because obviously Wright State is the, kind of the class of the league, but that that two through seven was always kind of a fluid situation. Um, Milwaukee's kind of backsliding. I don't know if they're going to be I, I don't I mean, and I I want to say they're going to get better. I mean, they've got the they've got the pieces, but, you know, when's it going to come together? Win, Lord, win, win. But as as far as. Green Bay is concerned. Uh, they and, and maybe it's because they have been so kind of up and down with some of these weird losses they had in the non-conference. Um, I'd like to think they've kind of shaken that out, and I'd also like to think they're kind of uh, the again the, the loss of Tank Hill really hurts them, but at the same time, does it really? I mean, the way I see it is, if you ask me, do I think Green Bay is going to win the Horizon? My answer is no. No. Would I be surprised if they won the Horizon and got the NCAA bid? No. They're they're not a bad team. There's good things happening. Honestly, that's kind of how I feel about everybody. Like, anyone could, could – I mean, Wright State was, was given a game this past weekend. Like, anyone yeah. could have a chance to do it. And if and anyone's going to win, they're going to be, up, you know, probably a 14, 15 seed. And that's just kind of who we are this year. And, like, yeah. it's not – exciting but that's just the reality so i do think green bay is doing some good things i do think they could pull it out in the end i'm not gonna count them out by any means i don't think i'm counting on anybody not named detroit mercy right now <laughs> not named well i I, w- I wouldn't go to i wouldn't go th- yeah i it, it's yeah i mean and they again they have the they have the kind of the manpower to do it too um you know they they have you know they got Jaquan McLeod. They've got you know Amari Davis. I think he is probably putting a stamp on uh, his bid for uh, freshman of the year. I think he's making a good argument. 
Yeah, and and they have, and again, they have, they really have gone to, they, you know, they they went to, they went to the Nutter Center, they went to BB&T Arena, they went toe to toe with with Wright State, they went to, they beat Northern Kentucky. I mean, that for them, that's kind of, I mean, they 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 start the conference schedule in the buzzsaw, and they looked at it right in the eye and said, okay, yeah, I mean, we can handle this. I mean, if we can handle this, we're it can uh, you know if we can handle this, I'm I'll be very interested in seeing how everything goes on the road. If you can go yeah. on the road in our league, and you can, and I mean that's a tough road trip. We the right. Oh, state. absolutely. So if absolutely. You can, if you can go on that trip and you can come away with a close loss to Wright State and beating Northern Kentucky, that's a good that's a good road trip right now. It really is, and especially, yeah, especially for a team, and especially for a team like Green Bay who. Um, is who is still really working to find themselves, and they just got to get that. You know, they they've got a, they've got at least two scoring options, a third scoring option. They they kind of rotate between Manny Patterson and Cam Hankerson. Um, PJ Pipes when he's on can uh, can get into that role as well. So I mean, there's there's they they you know Link Darner has never been without. Uh, multiple different options if he if he so chooses to do so it's always been especially Green Bay has always been kind of that next man up kind of uh, program I as I've seen um, specifically last year I mean you had even when you had a guy like Sandy Cohen who was you know one of the uh, easily one of the best players that has gone through Green Bay in in quite a while you know, even with him, they still had quite a few individuals who were who were able to step up with that, and so I think that's kind of uh, that that's kind of the thing, um, which actually leads me to so so. With that said, and now they get into their their schedule is a little bit more favorable next week because they're going to be at home. They're playing IUPUI. They're playing Wright State. Um, this this upcoming weekend, so I'm not. I I'll be honest with you. I think they're probably gonna the way IUPUI and UIC played at home this weekend. I like Green Bay's chances. <laughs> I think Green Bay could very well get out of the get out of the next weekend uh, with an, uh, with two two wins, and they will probably be. Uh, so I, I really do think that that's gonna be. Uh, yeah, Green Bay has always been a kind of a interesting kind of situation, I think, because I always thought that they were really kind of a, you know, they were always kind of a wild card to me, really. And they're proving it now. I I agree. Like I said, that's, uh, yes. So, um. Let's see here. So I want to. So let's. Uh, so actually, the question that Kevin Kevin Pilowski actually um, sent over: How many wins will it take to be in second place? And this is assuming Wright State wins the league. Um, I say twelve. I know that's a really low number, mm-hmm. but somebody's going to have to at least get twelve because I think I still think that two through seven is going to be kind of a knockdown drag out between between all of those teams between two and seven. They're just going to beat each other. I think they're all of those teams are going to beat each other up. And are you? I mean, that, that, and that, that's, I, I think that's probably low 
it, it may be more than that, but I think the I think the bottom number on those wins is about twelve. And I also don't think and I, and and I know everybody would speculate that Wright State would win. You know, Wright State's going to win. They're not going to be undefeated. No, no Horizon League team has ever been has been undefeated since like Butler, I think, or. I can't remember who the last team that was undefeated, but not I can remember for that sort. Yeah, but no, no, no team is going to be undefeated. Right, right state's not going to. Somebody's going to beat right state, but it's not going to affect that. I, I still think at this point in time they are in a situation where that where they they're they're well positioned. I will I will put it to you this way: they are well positioned. Uh, even two games in, yeah, I know two games isn't much, but. I think they're pretty well positioned. Do I think they do I think they go up to Wisconsin and have some trouble? Yeah, I really do. Um especially the way that what especially the way that what they call it played um with the way that Green Bay played. But yeah, I really do think that as far as their as far as the second place team is concerned, you're going to have to get at least 12 wins. At least I agree. That's the number I would have had on it. So, I mean, because I think it was 13 won the conference last year. So, 13 did. Yeah. Which is amazing because, you know, the, when you think about it, that's like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, you, you, 13, I mean, because you've got an 18 game schedule. You're, there are five losses floating around somewhere. I don't know. I honestly, I guess the question, I, uh, that's got to be interesting because I don't know. How many losses I see Wright State having? I don't know. Can I, can I tell you? I don't think. I don't think they're. I don't think they're world. I don't think that you know they can. You know, Wright State can be beat, but I don't know how often they're going to get beat. Is my. It's kind of my point. I think, and again, I've gone. I've predicted things in the past, and it never goes well, so it won't happen now. Believe it or not, I think one of their first losses is coming up this weekend, but it's not the open game. I think they're going to lose to Mercy. Really. So we have we have three questions that have come in uh, Detroit Mercy based, and so I'll kind of play these all together here. Um, okay. uh, Chris Chris Cousineau, Oakland fan, wants to know: uh, Do you think Davis will need to transfer from Mercy away from his dad in order to take his game to the next level? Really? And the answer is no. I don't think that. I, I don't think his there is another level for him in the college game. Yeah. But I think what we're going to see against Wright State is we're going to see. Um, last year, Antoine Davis show up. I think he had a really great game against Gonzaga, um, and he's going to roll that into that home game uh, with Wright State, and he's going to play up, and I think he's going to go off for you know, 30, 40 points, and he's going to get just enough help to upset Wright State, and that's going to be one of the Wright State losses, and at the end of the day, it's going to just hurt Wright State you know, trying to get into you know, seeding for NCAA tournament. or, or like, it, It's just going to be a factor, and I, I think, like you said, that we're, there's always, you know, four or five losses floating around. I think that's going to be a surprise one for, for Wright State. Um, but it just, it, it's the Antoine Davis factor, and it's tough to, um, to ignore that. But I don't think he needs to transfer. I don't see a way that makes sense. If he was going to transfer, it needed to probably happen this year with the APR ban. Yeah. But I don't see him playing more than three years in college. So I think next right. year's going to be his last year. I don't see him transferring somewhere to do that at this point. His dad's going to try to surround him with JUCOs next year selling – Selling the Antoine factor, so I think if anything, Detroit Mercy next year is going to be a kind of a one-hit wonder. But uh, I don't see Antoine Davis transferring. Um, and then Kyle Craven uh, wants to know what is Antoine Davis's realistic upside beyond college. Um, huh. <clears throat> while while he is a fantastic shooter, 
I don't think he has the ball handling skills and the defensive skills, and he's just not big enough to make it in the NBA. I think he's going to be a lot like Ray McCallum, where it's seen like this, oh, yeah, this is an NBA guy, and he's going to get a sniff, but he's, he's going to make his money in Europe, and that's okay. He's going to yeah, be a sure. great Euro player. I don't see a way with his size and with the skill set he does have that he makes in the NBA. That's, yeah. you know, maybe he'll prove me. I would love for him to prove me wrong. I, I, I say this all the time. I actually really want to like Antoine Davis. I just can't yet. So I would love to, uh, to see that happen. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, it's, it's, it's important to, yeah. And, and I think that's going to be, yeah. I, and again, though, the whole thing kind of falls on Antoine. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. What are you going to do? And that's, that's basically the whole thing with him, with, with that entire team kind of falls, you know, with rises and falls with the success of Antoine Davis. And I really think, you know, and you are correct. I mean, he does play up those to those specific occasions where he really does kind of step his game up there. And I think that's going to be a fact. That's going to be a major factor this particular weekend, given that he's going up against Wright State, given up against that he's going up against uh, Northern Kentucky. And considering when you consider what happened in Northern Kentucky this weekend. And also you got to consider, you got to also got to take in consideration the fact that they're still without Jalen Tate. It's still, you know, they're, they're still, Northern Kentucky's still hurting. It's, it's a situation for them that they might have some issues this weekend on the Northern Kentucky side. I know that, and I know that, and I know that, that John Parker actually mentioned this, um, in his uh, power rankings this week, but yeah, those guys not having those guys having some issues is a real problem. And I don't know if that's going to be something that gets fixed. One thing and, that I'll go, go ahead and finish that thought. Uh, actually, I was going to say that uh, I was actually going to say that um, this entire time, um, this entire time, nobody's been able to hear you on the live broadcast. Yeah, I saw that. Sorry, everybody. You'll have to listen to this again, and I promise I'm worth the listen a second time. And wow, that's stupid. Oh, see, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Again, this is kind of man. I guess I must have missed a. Were uh... you gonna let me do this? And it was audio. Well, while you're looking, I'm, I got to give the shout out. So obviously, we had the Detroit, uh, Oakland, quote unquote, rivalry game a couple days ago, and yeah. uh, talking about. Antoine Davis, um, the defense that Trey Maddox played on him was through the roof. I mean, Davis got 24 points. It was on four of 13 shooting. Like, it was all free throws. And and I think one of those threes was, like, at the buzzer. Like, th- that's a pretty weak 24 points. Trey Maddox yeah. played some incredible defense. And I think any other team that has a great on-ball defender, the, they just saw the blueprint of how to shut him down without having to double or do anything crazy. Um, it did help that, you know, Calipari was out, but, uh, I just got to say Trey, Trey Maddox played a hell of a game and he's had a kind of rough season up mm-hmm. in Oakland land, but, uh, he, he played a hell of a game. He scored some points too, which was cool, but like more than anything, he played great defense, defense on Antoine Davis. So yeah, shout out. And I mean, it, I think that's going to be a lot of, of the blueprint now, how to beat mercy in conferences. Can you put a great defender on him that can stay with him? And I'm not sure who does and doesn't have those in. Gotcha. But 
just wanted to, you know, the uh, last question that was all related was somebody, a uh, Detroit sports fan wanted to know, you know, can Mercy win a game in the horizon? The answer is absolutely yes. And they will get probably four or five would be my. Yeah, my no, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, yeah, you guys didn't hear any of that. Sorry, guys. Can't help you there. Um, <laughs> um, no. I know. I'm 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 still trying it. Yeah. So I guarantee you we'll do this better next time, um, possibly. Or I'm just not going to use YouTube again because I'm just not happy with it because it's been kind of a because it's been kind of a pain in the ass the last couple of hours and I'm just kind of not dealing with it <laughs> very well. Um. So yes. So that is not cool. Yeah, it's, I'm getting like, nobody wants it. I can't hear anybody. Well, of course you can't hear anybody. So, uh. It's all right. They'll just have yeah. to go back and re-listen to the, the recording. Yeah, that's right. And, you, of course, you could find those. Uh, yeah, obviously you could find those on, uh. Yes, I, I did enable that. I did do that. I did do that. I apparently didn't do that. Well, I don't know. Jeez. Oh, for crying out loud. Well, I'm not going to do that right now. I don't really care that much. So, apparently I was supposed to do something else and I didn't do that. Oh, well, life goes on. So, apparently I was... No, it's supposed to... I added it and then... Yushi. So, yeah, I here. Yep, I know. All right, yeah, I suck, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so, all you can hear is me. <laughs> That's actually right. sucky. No, I'm just ah, so, oh, got a question from UIC John. Odds that McLean is back next year. Zero. Zero. Yes, Matt says zero. But he has a year left, and yes. Um, yes. Um, as we've been saying, I don't think he's got too much of a – he's got – I mean, the – I mean, the, the, the first weekend of the schedule was not very good for them. Not very good at all. So uh, – I mean, they they barely eke out a win against Cleveland State, and then they lose to and they lose to Youngstown State. Um, I don't see them having a very good time about it. Um, to, to be fair, yeah, and then they got to go up again. Then they got to go up to Green Bay and Milwaukee. Um, and I think that Green Bay actually, Green Bay really kind of, whew, Green Bay really, given how they plays. I think they're going to square up really well against UIC. Milwaukee is a whole other animal, so I don't know if that's going to be. I don't know what they're going to de- how they're going to deal with there. Um, I don't. I. I. Yeah. I. I they. He did. Yeah. We don't have a. We don't have too much of a. If you're if you're young if you're if you're yeah if you're UIC you're 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 probably shopping for a new coach right now. Of course, so it's IUPUI, but we already knew that. So. Um, one last, uh, one, la- I'm going to take one, uh, let's see here, one last question and I'm going to, I'm going to humor John Parker on this one. <laughs> Cleveland State's 2010s all transferred out team versus Cleveland State's 2010s all graduated team. How many does Norris Cole need to score to get the W? <laughs> um, question. Oh my God. Okay. First and foremost, I'd like to point out the fact that, um, yeah, that's a good question. Cause I'm not entirely sure, um, who, who the all grad, I, I have to actually figure out who the all graduated team is. Um, cause obviously the all transfer team is going to be 
Bryn Forbes, Trey Lewis, Anton, Anton Grady, um, Rob Edwards, and Tyree Appleby. Yes, I think they're gonna. They would run. Yeah, I would think they would run four guards. Those guards out against anybody. <laughs> I and and you know with with on the other side uh, on the graduated side. I mean, I would think uh, obviously Norris Cole would be one. I mean, but man, I'm trying to figure out who else would it, who else would it be? Maybe Charlie Lee, maybe uh, Trey Harmon, possibly Aaron Pogue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the fifth guy is who graduated. Um, man, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Norris Cole would probably have to score forty there. He'd have to do that forty. He'd have to do that forty point performance like he did against. Uh, you know that he did that basically got him a. You know, he did did so great. So I don't know. That's gonna be something. I don't know. That's gonna be a. But yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about all the people who ran away from Cleveland State. There's, there's so many. Do you think so? Coach them. Well, I mean, he. I mean, technically, he is a transfer too. <laughs> you coach him and then try to go rob a bank. Yeah. Well, he's 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 in a more target rich environment now. He's a he's a he's an assistant at Fordham, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you know, he's ah, tired of talking about them. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that. Um, I don't know. Do we have any other questions? That's a good. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I just got one. I, I responded to it because I didn't know if we were going to go around back to it. But uh, Dread Pirate Rap wants to know uh, if Oakland can beat Wright State uh, on Friday. Oh, never mind. DeAndre. How did I miss DeAndre Brown? I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, Parker actually put in DeAndre. I can't believe I missed DeAndre Brown because he actually graduated too. I can't believe. Oh, man, that's terrible. Well, okay. So the question was, is. The knockoff Wright State on Friday. And uh, my response, and I'll say it here, was can they? Yeah, absolutely. Will they? I don't think so. Um, Oakland just still has too many issues with guard play. The rotations are just so crazy. I mean. I saw I, in preseason someone had C.J. Gettlefinger as a potential freshman of the year, and now yeah. he's not even playing, and I'm hearing that he's being told, like, hey, look, you're probably going to want to transfer. Like, there just might not be a spot here for you, which is infuriating. But, like, I mean, the tra- the um, the rotations are a mess. Zach Goodline, um, who was going to redshirt, and we've been told all along, was probably going to be just a transfer. You know, it was a late addition kind of yeah. deal. All of a sudden, they burned the transfer, and he, he got some, some good minutes. And he played well. I'm not, you know, yeah. great. Whatever the answer is, the answer is. But... Um, I mean, they're running five different point guards right now, and none of them seem to really be the answer. Kevin Kangu started again um, against Mercy. Like, I, 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 the guard play is just so questionable that I don't see gotcha. beating Wright State right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that might change down the line if they can get something solid. But right now, unless, unless there was a miracle over the past couple of days, the guard play is just too questionable to beat a great team like Wright State. No, I get it. Um, yeah. So, uh, what? Uh, John Parker snuck in the last question. Does Pat Baldwin make it to next year? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Um, yeah, this is Amanda Bronze guy. So, yeah, I think he's gonna. He's not Rob Jeter. I think he's gonna get a pass, even no matter where he finishes. Which is yeah. interest. Which is interesting because 
which is interesting because of the because of where they're. I mean, I'm looking at this Milwaukee team, and I just wonder, you know, have they how well have they progressed? And I'm not. I I don't have a good answer for that. I mean, I don't, we don't talk. Yeah, ever since ever since we we haven't had Jimmy on in a while, and you know, obviously we'd be talking a lot more Milwaukee if Jimmy was here. But I can't really see it. I mean, I'm not seeing the progress. I'll be honest with you. There there isn't any. I don't think, and that's just. I mean, you, if you're if you're on the inside, you can try to force some optimism, but I, I think it's tough to to say it's real right now. Yeah, so you know, that, that's yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. That's gonna be. I think that it's going to be a thing that I don't know if we can. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I mean, I, I don't see the progress. But at the same time, I mean, if you get rid of Pat Baldwin, who are you, who are you going to bring in? I mean, you're, start, you're starting all over, and that's that. You know, that's the, we need. It sounds like it's time to get Jimmy back on. Wake up, Jimmy Lemke. We're going to need you. Let's tag him back in for an episode and see if, if we're missing something. We're we're gonna need to do that because yeah we'll 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 definitely uh, well, Jimmy is gonna come back eventually so uh, well you know who soon next um yeah. is, is commissioner from from Detroit Mercy you can hopefully give us some some Detroit Mercy inside information he's been tweeting we that. will he's, do that yeah actually he uh, he got into our me- yeah I he already he already see you know, so in yes he already yes we. Yes, the he is definitely down with for an episode. We're definitely going to have commission on at some point in time. Uh, you, you, yes, uh, probably again, probably one of the you know he he knows the guy knows his stuff, and we'll definitely get him on board. So, uh, but until that point in time, uh, we're going to go ahead and close this live episode out. And apologies once again because most of you could not hear Matt. In fact, it sounds like all of you could not hear Matt. You know because, what? They're probably happier that way. Let's be real. Uh, most of I, I know, them aren't that sad about I, I know Chad Canodal is on. Chad Canodal is on listening, and I know. Wait, do you do you have him blocked, or do you have you blocked him? I can't remember. He has me blocked, Chad. Let's let's unblock. Let's be friends. <laughs> Come on, Chad. because he keeps asking me who's on the. He's he keeps asking me who's on the podcast with me, and it's like, it's Matt. You are yeah. You should know who he is. You blocked him like a year and a half ago. <laughs> I don't block anybody, which is part of the problem from this past week that I'm not getting into right now. I don't block people. It's not worth. It. No, that that's and and I'm not going to get into that. Situation. In fact, you know, I spent you know I spent the entire weekend moving, so I could not. I I was I don't know what happened this weekend, and more to the point, I don't care. Y'all, whatever it is, y'all work it out amongst yourselves. Leave me the hell out of it. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so this episode will be this episode. We we actually are we we are recording it on the back end, so we are definitely going to have that up, uh, for the uh, up on the podcast on the on the page, uh, horizonroundtable.com. So we're definitely going to have that in there. Um, I'm probably going to burn this, uh, burn this other video and, or spend the next year trying to figure out how this OBS stuff works because apparently I don't know how to use it. I know how to use it to apparently stream, but apparently I don't know how to use it to get other people in like Matt. So I'm going to have to work on that next year. 
over the course of the next year, maybe even sooner. I mean, I was thinking if this is going to work, if this worked out, maybe we could do this again on some other platform because I, yeah, YouTube Live has has basically run its course. <laughs> you know, we don't need, we don't need the we don't need the video. We've never needed the video, so it's you know it, it's almost useless to me. But um, but yeah, we'll be we'll we'll have this posted up later on today. Um. You know, thank you everybody for all the questions. Love the, you know, this is this is the best. This is actually the best part of doing the live episode because uh, we all we get a lot of questions from a lot of people. We didn't get so many last year because it was kind of a new thing, but this year um, we got a lot of we got a lot of questions. So thank you all for uh, for participating. So and you know, listen to us again, HorizonRoundtable.com. Um, listen to us wherever you can find podcasts, open up your Google and Amazon devices and say, you know, and, you know, <laughs> roll us up. So yeah, we're, we're done here. And, uh, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you guys for participating too.